You're listening to SBS News. So I'm Dr. Andrew King. I'm a climate scientist at the University of Melbourne. Can you explain to me what we've experienced over the last three years? So we've had a, a triple La Nina event, three consecutive La Ninas, uh, which means um, we've had kind of persistently um, colder than normal sea surface temperatures in the central and eastern Pacific Ocean and warmer than normal sea surface temperatures in the West Pacific, including near Australia. And that's been conducive to having wetter than normal um, conditions. And we've seen, obviously, in the last few months and indeed in previous summers, we, we've had really quite wet conditions over uh, much of the continent. That's what we've experienced so far. We've um, This La Nina is starting to decay and we anticipate that that will, will finish soon. And that's following the normal seasonal cycle where La Nina's peak in spring and then start to come apart in summer. What can we now expect um, in 2023? So El Nino is kind of the reverse of La Nina. El Nino um, means warmer than normal um, conditions in the central and east Pacific and cooler than normal sea surface temperatures in the west. And it's normally conducive to warmer, drier conditions in Australia. It's also conducive to warmer global average temperatures as well when, when we have El Ninos. Um, so models uh, predicting that we may see a transition to El Nino conditions. Uh, but um, because of the time of year, and it's January at the moment, um, we have this predictability barrier. It's quite hard to predict um, how El Nino and La Nina might evolve or form in the coming months uh, around this time of year. It gets easier uh, around April or May um, when, when things settle a bit more. Um, but there is consistency in uh, the models um, that are used to predict uh, El Nino or La Nina conditions um, that this La Nina will continue to decay and we'll see something um, close to El Nino conditions um, forming uh, later this year. Having said that, the models uh, are sometimes, it's harder to predict at this time of year and uh, there have been occasions in the past when models have predicted up an El Nino will form and it hasn't formed. So uh, there is quite high uncertainty at the moment. Is it rare or is it odd to see an El Nino follow El Nino after we've experienced three in a row? Um, so the El Nino Southern Oscillation is irregular. Um, we have La Ninas, we have El Ninos, but they don't follow um, a distinct um, kind of regular periodicity. Uh, we've just had these three La Ninas in a row, and that has happened previously, but we don't have enough events to tell us whether we would normally expect an El Nino to form after three La Ninas. Um, so it's, it's hard to tell based on our historical observations uh, whether um, we'd really expect to see a big El Nino event or not forming. Um, we haven't had in the historical observations um, since we've had lots of ships measuring sea surface temperatures. Um, we haven't had four La Ninas in a row. Whilst it's not impossible, it's um, 
it would be unprecedented in the historical record to have four La Niñas in a row. What kind of natural disasters could we expect for this year? So El Niño is typically associated with warmer, drier conditions over Australia. Um, So um, given the recent flooding, that may sound very welcome to many Australians. And certainly there may well be benefits. Um, It's unlikely we're going to go into a a major drought, given we've just had um, three La Niñas. We've got very um, uh, wet catchments and our our dams are pretty full. So it's unlikely that a single El Niño will trigger a major drought. But um, there are certainly risks in terms of having El Niño, more likely to have major heat waves, um, more likely to have uh, fire um, weather conditions as well. So weather conditions conducive to fire spread. Um, so there's definitely major risks with having El Niño, um, if, if that is indeed what happens. Um, but it would be a welcome reprieve for many uh, experiencing severe floods at the moment. Any Australian summer, whether it be La Nina or El Nino, will typically have major heat waves. Um, just last summer, for example, we saw 50 degrees Celsius in Western Australia in a, in a La Nina. Um, La Nina tends, tends to uh, cool Eastern Australia much more than Western Australia. Um, in an El Nino summer, we might be slightly more likely to have uh, really major heat waves um, across large portions of the nation. Um, it's hard to say in advance, um, you know, exactly what kind of temperatures we could experience. Um, but of course, as well as El Nino and La Nina, there are other factors that influence Australian weather and climate, including uh, the Indian Ocean, um, the um, movement of clouds over the, um, the tropics to the north of Australia, and also um, the position of weather systems to the south of Australia as well in the Southern Ocean. So there's lots of factors that affect um, our weather and climate, and El Nino would increase the likelihood of having uh, a hotter, drier um, spring and summer next year, um, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it. The so climate change um, is already affecting Australian weather. And uh, we see the fingerprints of climate change, particularly in the heat waves that we experience. Um, Climate change really increases the frequency and intensity of heat waves across Australia. In terms of other types of weather extremes, um, climate change has more subtle effects. Um, We think it's increasing uh, the intensity of really short duration rainfall that results in flash flooding. The role of climate change in um, the recent flooding events we've seen um, in uh, Victoria and New South Wales especially, and and indeed South Australia at the moment, it's kind of harder to tell because um, this is the result of really wet wet conditions over quite a long period of time, and it's to do with having the right weather systems in the right place. It's quite hard to determine whether climate change has increased or, or decreased the odds of having that kind of um, weather setup that leads to, to these severe floods. But having said that, um, of course, climate change is um, altering Australian other aspects of Australian weather. It's increasing the likelihood of 
having um, severe fire weather conditions as well as severe heat waves. Should Australians be worried about what 2023 weather brings? Australia experiences weather extremes um, almost all the time. We're very used to having severe weather in, in this country. Um, so 2023 will um, doubtless bring severe weather. We're already seeing um, some severe weather of different kinds in different parts of Australia. We'll, we'll definitely see more severe weather throughout this year. Um, if we did have an El Nino form, we'd be more likely to experience um, more of the heat waves and the um, the the um, impacts associated with those. If we don't have an El Nino form, um, then maybe we'll see possibly some more flood events as well as as other kinds of extreme weather. But in any given year, we always um, see extreme weather in, in different parts of Australia.